1: At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial
0: supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts for the site, alongside Kevin Henry, my other co-expert. Hey, Kevin, how are you? No, I'm good. It's opening day, man. How can you not be good? I, exactly. Especially opening day with fans.
0: I mean. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I will be down at Coors later. I cannot wait to be there. It's going to be a completely different environment this year. It's going to be a great thing, man.
1: And also, too, it's not snowing. So, which in a way, it's a good thing, but in a way, it's not. I can't tell you the reason why it's. <laughs> it is a good thing, but. You um, can use the hashtag opening day this time at least so yeah i mean uh, that's that's a shame but uh, we'll get over it. um <laughs> so um for this episode of the podcast we are mainly going to talk about projections but we'll also have some bold predictions i had some on the site earlier this week and we had some other ones up as well um so we'll talk about that later in the podcast but we're mainly going to, as I said, talk about projections. Um, at least for my projections, speaking for myself, I don't have anything too glaringly out of the ordinary. Um, most of them, especially some of the over-under numbers, you'll depending on which site, some of them are very good. Some of them are absolutely insane. One of them, I think it was Pakoda, had... Um, Atlanta at 82 and 80 yeah that's absolutely insane um, for me I've got them as the third best team in the National League and winning the NL East um, another one is St. Louis a lot of people have been projecting them second third I, I saw a few fourth places you think I think it's completely insane Reds being better than the Cardinals. I don't think that, but okay. Um, so, what are some of your predictions, record-wise, or in the NL West?
0: Okay, well, let's let's go NL West. How about we go down that road first? I'm going to go out on a limb here, Noah, and I'm going to say the Dodgers win the division. Whoa, whoa, uh, hold on. Uh, oh wait, we're hold not on.
1: Predictions yet? Sorry, not bold
0: prediction time.
1: So. Whoa, <laughs> come on. Th- th- you know this. This should be. We might have to rate this oh, explicit because I mean that, that's wow the, the shock that just
0: happened. I know it's crazy. holy. So I fell out of my chair. I know well, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, no I've got I've got the Dodgers at 103 and 59 this year. Uh, I have the pods uh, coming in second in the division uh, with 99 wins. And then it gets interesting at least for me. I've got the Giants finishing third at 80 wins. Arizona right behind them at 79, and then I am taking the Rockies to finish the year at 70-92. and Now, I know a lot of folks will say, wait, they're not going to lose 100 games. No, I don't think they're going to lose 100 games. I, I just don't see that that's going to happen. The only way that that would is if their starting pitching really gets the injury bug. I think that that is the only way that this team loses a hundred, even if Trevor story gets traded off, you know, every other dire thing that you see out there, I think it's going to take a lot of injuries to their starting pitching and that lack of pitching depth to show up for this team to not win a hundred or sorry, to not lose a hundred games.
1: Yeah. And I'm right with you there on that. Um, even, even if they trade story Blackman, gray givens, even maybe a crone, um, I think they just the starting pitching in general makes them not a hundred loss team. I know it. it, That's another hot take right there. They're not going to be a hundred loss team. True. Um, But and and I talked about that on the site earlier this week. They're going to be better than you think. That's that's not a high bar. But I've got them lower than you do. Actually, I've got I do have them in last place. Um, I have them at 66 and 96. Um, the over under on them is 62 and a half. Um, so essentially, are they a hundred loss team or are they not? That's the over under on them. I say, no, there's going to be a lot of problems with the team. The bullpen's is going to be an issue. The offense is probably going to be an issue. Um, starting pitching, the health is going to be a factor. Um, cause I mean, for example, let's say John Gray isn't traded. Is it, he might not be traded because he's injured because last year he was injured. 2019, he was injured. 2018, he was injured. 20 or 2018 is when he was uh, struggling and he was down in Albuquerque 2017. He was injured. He's been injured almost every season. So, that might be a reason why he may not be traded is if he's injured again, especially because last year he didn't have as many innings. So trying to build that that stamina again could get injured. Kyle Freeland, he's out right now. How long does it take for him to get back? I don't think it'd be too terribly long, but I mean, if he's coming back in August, the chances of them losing a hundred games are going to be a lot more than if he comes back at the end of April.
0: Yeah. That, and, that, and that's a great asterisk. I mean, I will say that that probably my prediction is based on Kyle actually coming back earlier in the season. That's a really good what if right there, no doubt.
1: And another thing, too, is with Brendan Rodgers. Is he coming back at the end of April or is he coming back in August? Um, because as much as some people love Josh Fuentes, I have to see more out of him because the numbers say that he had a lot of good luck last year, whether that be his uh, his on base percentage or his contact, uh, hard contact rate, his barrel percentage, um, his um, or the four or five other stats that say, Hey, he's well below league average. Mm-hmm. So he needs, he needs to show that and he'll have plenty of time to show it as he'll be In the starting lineup, as long as Rodgers is out, at least. Um, So I have the Rockies in last. This is where you and I differentiate a little bit. I have the Giants finishing fourth at 70 and 92. Um, I have the Diamondbacks finishing third at 71 and 91. We're pretty much on the same wavelength with the Padres, 98 and 64, I have them at. Dodgers, I have them in first place as well. I know. Oh, wow. Shocker. Um, I have them actually over. I have them at 108 and 54. It might seem high. I've seen some people go really, really high on them. Their over-under is either and half or 104.5, um, which is a, a huge, huge number. Um, but I think when you're facing Arizona, San Francisco, and the Rockies 57 times, they're going to win 40 of those games at least. Um, So right there, I mean, you're well on your way to a 100-win season. Yeah. No, there's no question
0: about it. And and I think that's the thing where you and I differ a little bit is that you you think it's just going to be a feast for the Padres and the Dodgers on the rest of the NL West. I think at least the Diamondbacks and the Giants could put up a good fight against them. Now, I think that's going to be your determining factor.
1: Yeah, and I think they will put up a decent fight at the beginning, but then they're going to trade off some guys, and as the season goes along, they're going to fade, much like the Rockies have in the past few years. Um, So now moving on to the rest of the National League, here is what I have in the Central I like I said, this apparently is controversial with some people. I, I don't think it's that controversial. Granted, they do have some problems, but as do all teams or most teams, the Dodgers are I wouldn't say they have much of any problems, but the Cardinals I have winning the division 92 and 70. Um, I think their biggest problem is gonna be the rotation. Even Jack Flaherty last year he didn't pitch all that well. Adam Wainwright's not getting any younger. Um, but they did add Nolan. They do have Paul Goldschmidt still the rest of their offense is a big question mark, but last year, the bullpen was really good. Um, obviously bullpens can be topsy turvy, but I think that they'll still be pretty good. Um, second place I have Milwaukee 85 and 77. Um, I think Yelich will rebound. Um, and I think there are other players, Jackie Bradley jr. Who's an addition, Lorenzo Kane, they'll do well as well. The problem with the Brewers is their rotation. Brandon Woodruff has become, has become a pretty good starting pitcher, but they don't, they don't have an ACE that, especially in the playoffs you need an ACE. Um, and that's okay. You've got Woodruff. Who do you have after that? That's their problem um cubs i have in third um 83 and 79 um and they they are a team that's very interesting because the chris bryant situation um some of their other players as well by the way there was some news today um with them and them signing tony walters of course former rocky um but uh so the uh, I think that will be uh, – that will be a team that is will be interesting to watch because I don't think they have the starting rotation. A lot of people love Kyle Hendricks and compare him to Greg Maddox. I think that people should calm down. He's a third starter on a really good team. Um, so – and then the rest of the rotation, like Jake Arrieta is – a big question mark for me. Um, He should not be your two or three starter. Um, Cincinnati, I have 79 and 83 and in fourth. I almost kind of want to go lower with them because they did so well last year. They got to the playoffs and then their offense was just one of the worst offenses in a two-game set in the playoffs I've ever seen. I mean, mind-bogglingly bad. I mean, you could there there might have been a better chance for them to get a hit if they went up there without a bat. I mean, that's how bad they were. Um, And then they essentially tore down this offseason and they've been trying to move some other players as well. So I I don't like them for this year. Um, And the Pirates are, to me, not even a debate. The worst team in baseball. They don't have pitching. Uh, They have key Brian Hayes on offense. That's about it. And they don't have any bullpen guys. So I have them at 62 and 100.
0: So so for those of you scoring at home, you have the Pirates lower than the Rockies. Correct. Okay. Because if you're chasing that number one draft pick next year, you're saying the Rockies will not have that luxury again.
1: Yeah. I would not have them having the uh, first round, uh, the first overall pick, no. All right,
0: so I will tell you, um, obviously, my, my dad is a huge Cardinals fan. Every day I hear about the Cardinals. Uh, I can tell you that as a Cardinals fan, he is worried sick about the rotation and how that's going to be for St. Louis. So I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, his favorite player, and I know some people roll their eyes, is Harrison Bader. Uh, and, of course, you know, he is, he's like this Dylan Carlson guy, huh? you know. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be curious to see how that all that plays out as well. Uh, I will tell you, I've got the Cardinals winning the division as well, but I don't think Milwaukee is that far behind at all. I mean, very, very similar to what you're thinking, uh, but I think the Brew Crew keeps it very tight. You know, and one thing that you mentioned, uh, you know, I think that Jackie Bradley Jr. thing is going to is has been really under the radar. There hasn't yeah. been a lot of talk about that at all, and so I, I think that that's going to pay some huge dividends for the Brewers.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it is because he signed so late. Yep. Um, but yeah, they they have a pretty good outfield. I mean, one of the other moves they made as well was signing Colton Wong, of course, yeah. Farmer. Um, but I mean when you have a starting outfield of Yelich Kane and Bradley, and especially when you have guys like, for example, a V Garcia on the bench, he's, he's a pretty good bat when he's healthy. Um, so that, uh, that I think is one of their strengths. Um, and like I said, with the rotation, you have Woodruff, um, another one is Corbin Burns. He was good last year until he got injured. Um, Their bullpen, I do have to say, uh, outside of – they do have very good – two very good relievers at the back end and Devin Williams and Josh Hader. Uh, Devin Williams, I need to see more of him um, because he only had the one year last year. But um,
0: I'm telling you, some of his pitching ninja stuff this year, holy crap. Yeah, that change up. The airbender. The airbender. I hope reviewing the brew is listening to this because I'm just telling you uh, <laughs> every time they post something out there, it's just was, okay, I got to watch that again to see the movement.
1: on. It. Yeah. I mean, so both of those hater and Williams are good in their bullpen. Um, the other ones are a bit more yep. suspect though. So on the other side of this break though, we will discuss the NL East and then we will discuss the American league before we talk about playoffs And some bold predictions. So we will talk about that on the other side of this break. And we are back here on the Rockspile Rockies Report. Noah Yingling and Kevin Henry here with you. We are continuing with our predictions for the 2021 season. We move on to the National League East. For me, I have the Atlanta Braves somewhat controversially, according to some of the projection things. Yeah, definitely. uh, Being... The top team, 93 and 69. Uh, That is the third best record in the National League for me. I have, um, uh, for them, the reasons for them why I have them at the top is they re signed Marcelo Zuna. Um, They still have some other really good players and young players as well. They've got a pretty good uh, farm system as well. But you've got Freeman. You've got Albie's. You've got Acuna Jr. You have Gansby Swanson, who's very underrated. Um, you've got a good starting rotation: Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson. More on him later. Um, Mike Soroka when he's healthy. Um, so yeah, you have some. You have a good base there. Not to mention, people tend to forget that. Last year in the NLCS, they were up three games to one against the Dodgers. They were. So they're not the world's worst team on the planet. They uh, That's part of the reason why I think it's clear that they should be the number one team. Um. Second, I have the Mets. Um, in a way, I want to rate them higher. I have them at 90 wins. And in a way, I think it's granted they aren't owned by the Wilpons anymore, but it's the Mets. There is something just absolutely cataclysmic is going to happen with them um, because they're the Mets. But they have made some good moves this offseason. They traded for Lindor and they traded for Carlos Carrasco from the Indians. Um, The thing with Carrasco is he's injured right now, but they absolutely shafted, shafted the Indians in that trade deal. Yeah. Uh, now, this uh, this is a very hot take. I think that trade was actually worse for Cleveland than the Arenado trade was for the Rockies. That's a good hot take. I like it. Now, granted, the Rockies gave 50 plus million to the Cardinals, but the Indians, uh, they did get some, quote-unquote, major league talent. Keyword is, quote-unquote. Um, but... For example, they have Ahmed Rosario starting in center field or playing some games in center field. In the first game he played in spring training in center field, he had three errors in the game. So that, that's that's not a good start. Um, so, But more on Cleveland later. But uh, James McCann was another good signing. They, they also have, at least to me, one of the best benches in baseball. Agreed. Um, and part of it is they – they have more depth now and uh, right now their bench would be thomas nito is catcher luis guillorme infielder and then they made three additions this offseason for their bench jonathan vr utility man albert almora jr formerly of the cubs and former rocky kevin pilar um their rotation is arguably the best in baseball you have jacob Degrom, who's won multiple cy youngs there more on him later um for our end of season predictions, Mark Stroman, you have Taiwan Walker, um, who signed with them. You have Joey Lucchese, um, formerly of the Padres. When Carrasco comes back too, I think he will be a big help for them. Also, you have Noah Syndergaard there. The problem is he's never healthy. Um, their bullpen is a little bit more suspect. Um, and that's that's really why I've got them in second place, um, and then like I said too, the Mets are going to be the Mets. So uh,
0: can I can I play devil's advocate with you real quick before you get absolutely?
1: To that? So
0: you mentioned the new ownership in in uh, Queens. Yes, and I'm going to throw out there that the Mets will win the East because that ownership will be so go for it at the trade deadline.
1: I would not be surprised by that. Yeah.
0: So, so that's the only reason why I had the Mets winning the East is the fact that I think uh, they're going to push all the chips in at the trade deadline, see where they yeah. need to improve. And like you said, if they can keep their starting pitching healthy, that wrote that's, it's a sick front of the rotation. There's no yeah. question about
1: it. And honestly, if they make some moves at the trade deadline, I, I would probably have them above the Braves. Um but as they're currently constructed, I've yep. got them behind. Yep. I get that completely. Okay. Third place, the Washington Nationals. Um, they've got another really good rotation when they're healthy, um, as it is with most teams. But the, the problem is with them is their bullpen is still not great. Um, they did side Brad Hand. Um, I saw him pitch a lot in Cleveland. Um, he had stats that said that he was pretty good. Um, the eye test says he's not, uh, at least my eye test. Um, part of it is because it's not like he's a flamethrower. He'll fastball be 90, 92. And if you can't, if you've got two pitches and you're coming out for one inning and you can't locate one of them, you've got a big problem. If you can't locate one of them and you're throwing a hundred miles an hour. Okay. That that's fine. But especially his curveball ball slash slider slash slurves slash whatever you want to call it. Um, it hangs a lot, at least of what I saw. Um, and you saw it a lot in the postseason, Um, when he was with Cleveland and we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Um, but for the starting rotation, Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg, Lester, and Ross are a little bit more suspect at the end with Lester, It's because he's been injured and also, too, he's 37 now. Um, but that front end is pretty good. Their lineup, um, Juan Soto is arguably the best player in the National League. Um, Trey Turner is really good. They acquired Josh Bell. They signed Kyle Schwarber. Um, but the rest of the lineup, Victor Robles is a very is a very good player, but his bat isn't quite there yet. Um, so that's that's why I have the Nationals in third. Okay. Phillies, I have in fourth, eighty one and eighty one. Their bullpen is uh, worse than the Rockies. It was last year by ERA. Um, it's better, uh, but it. Also couldn't have gotten worse. So they signed uh, Archie Bradley. They traded for Jose Alvarado from Tampa. They signed Brandon Kinsler, um, But they still have some, some issues back there. Um, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler at the top of the rotation is not bad. The back end of the rotation is a bit more suspect, though. Lineup. Um, I like the re-signing of Real Muto. Bryce Harper is overrated. Sorry. Um, That contract for him was a huge overpayment. I could have told you that at the time, but that's neither here nor there. Um, The rest of the lineup, um, Alex Boehm over at third. He's a very good prospect, but again, with a lot of players, they need to show that he needs to show that he can, he's MLB worthy. So far he has, but I need to see more. Um, And then I have the Marlins, who made the playoffs last year in last. Um, That's actually not a very hot take. Um, I do have them a little bit higher, though. I would take over on them. I have them at 77 and 85, Um, by far the best of the last place teams. Um, And part of it is because they made the playoffs last year. Um, They've got some good young players in there, and they've got some decent veterans as well former Rocky Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, Jesus Aguilar, um, Adam Duvall. Their their starting rotation is very it, – it's it's a good rotation, but I, they're very young, so again, I need to see a little bit more out of them. Their bullpen is not great, um, and that's part of the reason why I've got them last. So what do you think about the rest of the NLEs there?
0: Uh, you know, I, I'm like you, there's a lot of question marks. Uh, I, It feels like the NL West in a lot of ways that you kind of know who those top two teams are going to be. And then yeah. it's the other three fighting kind of for that pecking order spot. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I don't want to harp on it, but uh, the Bryce Harper signing, I, I think is a real good example of a, a franchise that gets an all-star talent, you know, uh, certainly he's going to, sell you tickets he's going to be the face of your franchise and everything else but if you don't do anything else really constructive around that talent while other teams do it makes the difference and and i feel like that that you know that's a real there's a lot of times that i look at colorado and the phillies and i kind of do this whole they're they almost feel like they're in the same lane in some ways yeah You know, and and so, you know, if there's this bizarro Rockies out there, uh, you know, it may it may be in the the city of brotherly love. I don't that's that's just me. But again, I'll I'll be interested to see what happens with the trade deadline on so many levels. Uh, But but I would not be surprised that if the Mets have done all this before the season, uh, that they'll keep the spinning spree going whenever uh, July 31st comes around.
1: Now, the thing is with Bryce Harper, too, the Phillies didn't sign him to a terribly long deal and trade him two years later. Uh, so that's one differentiation with the Rockies. Or but, alienate him.
0: You know, I mean, let, let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so with Harper, he he's a very good player. Don't get me wrong on that. But like I said, I think, and I, I hate to even say this when you look at his numbers, I think he's overrated. I mean, for example, look in the... Uh, now, there wasn't an All-Star game last year, but, I mean, in the last... From 2016 on, he has been in three All-Star games, but he's got MVP votes once. Yeah. That's, uh, to me, that's not a guy that, okay, I'm going to give a 13-year contract to. He, uh, In uh, other words, he's... He, He's not Hall of Fame bound yet, but he's Hall of Very Good bound for me.
0: And the Hall of Very Good, I you know, I, I'd love to visit that place sometimes because I think we'd be able oh, really yeah. be surprised at the people who would be enshrined in there.
1: Especially okay. some of the guys in the 80s, like Dave Parker, Dwight Evans. Oh, the Cobra, now you're talking. Keith Hernandez. Good. Yeah. Keith Hernandez. Yeah, Uh, there's a lot of very good players in the hall of very good, but they aren't in the in the hall of fame. And as of now, I would have Bryce Harper there. If you can get back to his 2015 season where he led in a bunch of offensive categories, silver slugger, all star, won the MVP. Okay, then I'll give it to you. But since then, he hasn't put up those kind of seasons and. He is kind of in the prime area right now because he will be, in fact, he is 28. He turned 28 in October. Um, so I, I still think he's got a few good years in his prime. Yeah. But I, I need to see more to determine that contract.
0: No, agreed. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I think back to great players on not-so-great teams and the, and the legacy that they have because of that. And and some of those players that you mentioned a few minutes ago were on really good teams, obviously. Yeah. You know, and they were really good players. But I think back to Andre Dawson winning the MVP, wherever the Cubs were just god-awful. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. So I, I think back, and those are just things that I go, ah, you know, there there's a guy who's probably not going to be in the MVP conversation in today's baseball world. You know, yeah. and sadly, we know this because of Nolan Arenado. It's, it wasn't just the Coors factor. It was the fact that the Rockies were not good at times, and so people overlooked what Nolan did to carry that team at times too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you even look at that 87 Cubs team when Dawson won the MVP, they, they had some good players on there It's on the team. It's just not necessarily in their prime. A yeah. few of them were Lee Smith, uh, Ryan Sandberg. Um But some of them just hadn't reached that peak yet. And part of it is their their pitching staff was not great. But you look at the names in the rotation, you're like, wow, that's that's actually a decent team. It's just they were so young. Jamie Moyer was on that team. He had the second most starts on the team. But he went 12 and 15 with a 5'10 ERA. Greg Maddox was 21. And he had the third most starts on the team. He was 6 and 14 with a 5'61". Now, if he had his 95 season, then you, you've got a decent team. But when uh, – so, yeah, they were – they had the right players. They didn't have them at the right time, essentially.
0: And, and, you know, before Coors, there was the whole, well, the wind's blowing out at Wrigley, so dot, dot, dot. And that's yeah. part where my ZRA always got elevated, you know.
1: So. And then it became Coors, and then it became, oh, great American ballpark. Too. It, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no. Oh, it's okay. he, he plays in Cincinnati.
0: It's, a, it's an evolving topic. So, yeah. all right. So we've been through the NL here. So run through your playoff teams. Then who are you taking for the postseason?
1: I have in the NL. I have Dodgers and Padres. Padres being the first wild card. Yep. The uh, Cardinals in the Central, and I have Atlanta and the Mets. Mets being the second wild card.
0: Yep. I don't think anybody too crazy there. I think it's just a matter of, you know, maybe flipping the East. That'd be the only thing that you and I might disagree on. So, all right. So, so let's take a break. Let's come back. We're going to talk postseason predictions and maybe even some hot, hot takes. We'll be right back on the rocks pile Rockies report. And we're back Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling here on the rocks pile Rockies report. So Noah, right before the break, we went through your NL, uh, field, I don't think it's any different than mine, uh, other than maybe who's the division winner in the East versus a wild card. But the question is, can anybody unseat the Dodgers for the National League crown this year, in your opinion?
1: No. Simple. No. Yeah, um, There are some teams in the American League. Uh, the American League, they have some good teams. Again, uh, with the with the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Very Good. They have a lot of Hall of Very Good Teams, They don't have any Hall of Fame teams or dynasty-like teams. The Dodgers are a dynasty, or it could be. And right now, the American League doesn't have that. In fact, if you look at uh, the wins and losses, I'll go through them quickly. In the, the American League, I have 191 team, and that's the Yankees. Okay, their, their season starts in October, essentially. They are by far the best team in the American League, um, on paper. In the regular season. Keyword is regular season. Um, I have the, uh, in the rest of the East, I have Toronto, second place, 86 wins. Young talent there. Um, all seem to be offspring of former MLB players, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Yeah, it's all um, yeah, that must be a rule there. Um, Tampa, I have in third place because they've sold off a lot, 83 wins. Boston, I have at 75 in Baltimore. I have at 65. Um, central, I have the White Sox winning at 89 wins, Minnesota, 87 wins, Cleveland, 80 and 82. Um, with the twins and Indians in general, it's embarrassing to watch them in the postseason. It is a flat out embarrassment. I mean, uh, the twins in general are, uh, show up in a oh postseason you, okay you're gonna lose yeah um cleveland has been that ever since uh game three is uh, starting with game three of the alds in 2017 they choked in 2016 too I, I i'll flat out tell you that they choked they choked you cannot choke worse than they did in twenty sixteen and but the possible exception is 2017. 2018, they didn't show up for the playoffs. 2019, they choked in the regular season to not get in the playoffs. And then last year, it was just uh, – you'd watch those games. The longest nine-inning game in MLB history. And the thing is, the Indians' offense is god-awful. It is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And they still – they scored nine, 10 runs – and oh, the pitching staff so great! And it was in the regular season, and then they lay an egg in the postseason. It's, it's, it, I, it, Cleveland. It's, it's so infuriating with them. It's mind-boggling. Um, Kansas City, seventy-two and ninety fourth place. Detroit, sixty-nine and ninety-three last place. I actually, I, I was tempted to put them above Kansas City because I really like their farm system, but I don't think they're quite there yet. NL West, I have the Astros winning. I know that's controversial, but I have the Astros winning 89 games and winning the division. Um, for them, they aren't going to have Verlander, um, but they do have some people that as long as... Uh, they're not going to be the cheating numbers like they had with Altuve, but he's he's not going to be as bad as he was last year. You still got some good other players like Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, when he's healthy, he dealing with some injuries lately, but Carlos Correa, another, but their, their bullpen is a little bit more shaky to me. Um, the problem is in the, uh, AL West, the angels they're starting pitching stinks. It's they stunk for 20 years in that department or close to that. Um, Oakland, you can never tell with them. I mean, they could win 94 games. But they could win 68 games. So, what's the middle ground of that? 81 and 81. That's the what I've gone with them for the last probably six years. 81 and 81. Yeah. Seattle, they stink. They've stunk for 20 years once again. Um, they're the only team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2001, and they choke, too. Talk about chokers. 116 wins, and you can't even get to the World Series. I mean yeah. – Talk to me when you can, you know, put together a decent team. You haven't. Um, Texas, I haven't last. They don't have any starting pitching. When, at least going into spring training, I don't think he's going to be now. I'd have to check on it. But if Jordan Lyles is your number two starter heading into spring training, that's a problem. Uh, Their offense is not very good either. Their bullpen stinks. Um, I have them at 66 and 96 tied with the rockies in record so they would either be the rockies getting the third overall pick or the fourth overall pick depending on where texas would be as well because again
0: let's recap you've got pittsburgh with the worst rock record yeah. you've got Baltimore, and then you've got that texas colorado tangle that could come down to the head-to-head this year yeah and, and uh that al nl west bloodbath that there will be
1: so yeah and uh, we talked about this on a previous podcast too why when you have the shortened schedule last year where you could only be west and west central and central central exactly. and central east and east why would you do that again in the next year that makes no sense but scheduling like those, rival-
0: sense. those rivalries man those yeah. rivalries i tell you that oh yeah, yeah that budding rangers rockies rivalry that we know so much about
1: now it will be interesting if since doll is there now yeah what if trevor story gets traded there or john gray gets traded there you know it's,
0: hey interesting anything's possible man we've we've yeah. learned that if nothing else so so your al uh, postseason predictions and what would that look like on
1: houston side? uh the white Sox, and the yankees division winners Twins and Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, duo. I do have to say the caveat of this. Robbie Ray is starting the season on the injured list, as is George Springer. Um, Hunjin Ryu for their rotation, he's their ace. The rest of their rotation is suspect. Injuries, just pitching in general. But um, that's the only caveat I'd have with that is, especially if Springer is out for... yeah half the season, I would not have them as a playoff team, but if like with Freeland and Rogers with the Rockies, I think they'd be a better team. If he comes back in say two or three weeks. And I'll so, throw out
0: one, one other thing on the blue Jays. And it's the only thing that's keeping them from the postseason, at least in my mind is the fact that they still don't know their whole home field situation right now. That, I mean, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we, we know where they're going to start the season. That's their spring training facility in Florida. But then is it Buffalo? Will they get to go back to, to Toronto? You know, I mean there's yeah. there's a lot of what ifs are they gonna
1: stay in Dunedin?
0: Yeah. And I and I think that's that's a that's a big factor. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a lot of what ifs that weigh on your mind at that point. So in my opinion, Tampa could sneak into that second spot. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's very possible. But I think you and I are very like minded. So then Noah, dare I ask, her, are we looking at a Dodgers Yankees World Series?
1: Hot take. Bring it. Negative. Good. I like that already. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I well, looking at the overall playoff picture, the American League wildcard teams, Minnesota and Toronto, I actually have uh Toronto winning it because the twins they never show up in the postseason. I mean, you could throw up the 2004 Rockies against the or 2012 Rockies against the twins in the postseason, and the twins are gonna lose. They <laughs> <I> stay. <stick. idea. laughs> um, the NL, uh, I have Mets and Padres, I have the Mets winning that because. Jacob DeGrom would probably start. Um,
0: that would be, be fascinating to watch. That would be a heck of a matchup right there, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that would be probably the matchup of the year, honestly. Yes. Um, in the division series, American League, I have Yankees and Blue Jays. I have the Blue Jays winning in five. Because the Yankees, they they aren't quite of the choking level of the Twins or even Oakland, or uh the Indians, but they are not great in the postseason. Toronto with their young talent. I wouldn't be surprised if they get some other guys in um, at the trade deadline. You look at uh, George Springer as well. Um I think they they might be the shock the world one in the interesting. Okay. In the playoffs. Right. I dig it. Also too, part of it is I don't want to see the Yankees go well, well there's that part too, let's be honest. So, yeah. So a uh, second uh, ALDS, Houston and the White Sox, I have in that. And I have the Houston winning in four. NLDS, Dodgers and Mets, Dodgers, I have winning in five. So not, not a clean sweep by any stretch. I have Atlanta and St. Louis, Atlanta winning in four. So I have a reoccurring matchup in the uh, ALCS of... Well, I have the matchup being Houston and Toronto Houston winning in five. Um, the NLCS I have a recurring matchup from last year of Dodgers and Braves. I have the Dodgers winning that I have them winning that in six and the world series Dodgers Astros repeat of 2017 and the Dodgers will win in five. Wow,
0: that's that's a lot to take in right there. I got to be honest with you. So that's uh,
1: a, that's pretty much my hottest takes right in there. That's a good hot take. Don't get me wrong. All right, so
0: I'll throw out there that I'm going Dodgers White Sox World Series. Okay, uh, I do think that the Dodgers will win yet again. Uh, I don't think that this is going to be the historic. Uh, baseball team that, uh, you know, the LA Times and others are saying that this is going to be one that challenges the all-time win number, everything else. They aren't going to uh, win 140 games. What's wrong I, with you? I, I, I'm a bad person. We talked about
1: this on the last I know. One. This, uh, you're, you're a terrible person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I think that it's going to be something that the postseason is going to be very interesting because this is this is a season, at least in my opinion, of the haves and the have-nots. Yes. And, and finally we're going to get to October and that when the halves actually get together, it, that's going to be some fascinating baseball to watch. And as you mentioned at the very start of this podcast fans and not just like sporadic in Texas fans, but like Yankee stadium packed fans, you get that feeling. So that's going to be really cool to see.
1: Yeah. And that was actually one of the hot takes on the site earlier this week from men um, that, We'll have full capacity by the end of the season. I I hope it's earlier than that, but um, speaking of bold predictions, um, if you had one bold prediction or or even a couple, what would your bold predictions be for the season? Rockies or just in general in baseball? All right. So the bold
0: take for the um, baseball is, and I'm going to just stick a knife in the heart. I do think that Nolan Arenado is finally going to have that breakout season. And I think that he's going to win MVP in the national league. Okay. I, I think that, and, and while Rockies fans aren't going to want to see it and Rocky's Twitter will literally melt uh, you know, I still think that it's going to be a good thing. And here's why I say that because it will prove that a guy who ranks a Coors field can rake when he's not at Coors Field. And maybe, just maybe, it'll give more life to the the whole science behind the leaving altitude and coming back and what that does to a player's body. So so I'm, you know, sadistically, I'm cheering for Nolan to win that MVP just because it's going to bring to light, hopefully, a lot of the topics that we talk about all the time here with the Rockies but don't get a lot of the national play. So yeah, yeah. so there's my hot non-Rockies take. What about you? And then I'm going to say for a Rockies take for next.
1: Um, the hot non Rockies take. Um, I think it, it's pretty much the playoff picture. I think the Yankees will not get out of the division series. Okay. Um, and it's because, I, for whatever reason, they, again, have not played well in the postseason recently. I mean, they haven't won a World Series. And since 2009, I mean, it's like, whoa, that's like centuries for them. But um, their, their starting rotation outside of Garrett Cole is very, very suspect. Um, Tyon has been injured. Kluber has been injured. Domingo Herman has been injured. Jordan Montgomery has been injured. Their bullpen. Tell me if you this sounds like a World Series winning bullpen to you. Aroldis Chapman closing. He chokes a lot. I wish he would have choked in 2016 in the World Series. But, again, neither here nor there on that. Uh, Chad Green, Darren O'Day, Jonathan Lewisaga, Luis Sessa, Lucas Litke, Nick Nelson, and Michael King. That's no. not a World Series winning bullpen. I, I don't think so
0: either. Will the Yanks make moves at the trade deadline? You know, there's the other caveat, but still.
1: And also, too, how – in the world do the Yankees have so many injuries it's mind-boggling yeah I mean they they have five guys on the injured list right now and that's that's really light for compared to usual I remember I think it was 2019 I was looking at the injured list for all 30 teams and the Yankees didn't fit on one page I mean I, that, that's a big problem
0: <laughs> no not not arguing there and and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna break some news here at least while we're doing this. There's a little bit of breaking news, and then you know we'll it'll it won't be by the time that this comes out. But it goes into our prediction because ESPN is reporting that MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred says it's his hope that all stadiums can return to full capacity by midsummer. What? Happened? So how about That's that? That's what it should be. Yeah. So by the All Star break, you know, and I'm gonna tell you as as a reporter. I'm hoping that that includes us being able to go back into the clubhouse after yes, the L- break.
1: Absolutely. The
0: yeah. So, all right. So, I will throw out a Rockies hot take. You ready for this one? Yes. You're not – you're seeing this coming. You're not going to see this come like a Daniel Bard fastball, man. Are you ready for this? Uh, Sam, I'm, I'm holding on to my chair. Sam Hilliard will finish the season by hitting the most homers on the Rockies team. Oh, yeah. Now, why do I say that? Because I think Trevor Story and C.J. Crone will be traded uh, before. But I think of the Rockies left at the end of the year, Sam Hilliard will have the most uh, home runs on that Rockies team, whatever is left of it by the time that the end of September rolls around. Yeah, I,
1: I had that with Ryan McMahon. I said, I I think he's going to have the most homers because Story's going to be gone, Blackman might be gone, um, and Crone is probably going to be gone as well at least in my opinion, but I, I, at least in my opinion, you tell me, I think I have a bolder prediction than you. If the Rockies lose 100 games this year or more, Jeff Breidich will be fired at the end of the season. That's bold. It's bold. You know, and and
0: I think a lot of Rockies fans might take a hundred loss season. If it meant change was in the wind.
1: And also to further that, I would say that they would actually hire a general manager from outside of the organization.
0: That's Now, you know what? That honestly may be a bolder take than any right there. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Hey, they
1: did it with Dan O'Dowd. He was with Cleveland. They did.
0: So, no, well, but here's the thing. I love your bold prediction. And yeah, it's a hot one. It's a hot property. But you and I neither and and one had the Rockies
1: losing a hundred games, buddy. So yeah. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> and you know, because it, it's it, there has to be some kind of uh, there's some kind of suspense. I, I had them at 96. Is 96 close enough to 100? We'll find out. We will find out. Uh, you know,
0: and and I am excited about opening day. Uh, you know, it sounds it sounds silly, but it, it really is, especially after all we've been through as a society the last year, knowing there's a 162-game schedule on the horizon, knowing that there's going to be a, you know, a May series, a June series that matter compared to last year, I'm excited about that. So I'm ready to get back to the ballpark, man.
1: Yeah, and there, uh, like I said, even though the Rockies are – they're not going to be a good team this year. There are plenty of things – with the Rockies or just in general to watch for this year, even just for the fact of, hey, I, I don't like where the Rockies are going, but this is the first time I get to see them in person in two years. That, yeah. That's something that fans should be relishing.
0: Absolutely. You know, and, and fans in Baltimore, Chicago, you know, pick your city. I mean, I mean it's, it's a good thing that we're able to get back Uh, certainly, you know, we want everybody to stay safe and everything else, but it is a a good step for our society back into, uh, the normalcy that we, we remember. So Noah, we're going to have a lot to break down on, on a podcast coming up real soon. Uh, looking back at this Dodgers series, seeing, uh, what we learned in the first four games of the year, uh, you know, that off day on Monday, I have a feeling we will be back with a podcast then to talk about that opening series, what we learned and where things are heading after that so as
1: always man hey appreciate you and appreciate the time and expertise and thank you very much for yours as well and especially going to Coors Field even during last season
0: you know what you know hey it was it was an interesting experience and I tell my grandkids about it so not a bad thing at all so
1: and also too you went to spring training this year not many people covering the Rockies went to spring training you know
0: what? What can you say? You know, and and I uh, and I will tell you, Corey Little and the the Rockies PR team. Just as we wrap up here, uh, they have done an incredible job navigating this whole COVID thing. Uh, ever since it first, I mean, I was, at, you know, and I've said this before. I was at spring training last March, whenever everything fell apart, and what what those guys and 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 women did in the PR department from then till now to help us. Bring you the information that we can. I mean, hats off to them uh, in a big, big way.
1: And especially with Corey too, since he's stepping up as the is the lead guy now. Yeah. Um, he has done very well in that capacity. And oh my gosh, yeah. And we cannot thank him enough for his support for our site and all the other sites in general. Absolutely. And It done a phenomenal job.
0: Well, I'll give him an elbow bump or something tomorrow for you. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, it's uh, on behalf of Noah Yingling, my co-expert at Rockspiles, Kevin Henry signing off. Uh, here's to an interesting Rocky season ahead. And as
1: always, go Rockies. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger